Hi. So, I want to talk about Chester Bennington. I haven't done that in a few months, but today is the anniversary, I guess, is the only word I can think of, of his death. And I've just been reflecting on him a lot more than even I usually do. <laughs> um, because of that, and thinking back to, like, how it was, how I felt on this day last year versus this year, um, yeah, last year was, uh, last year was crazy, um, as we all know, but on this day last year was when I was still furloughed from my job, so I didn't work at all last year, and I did this year, and I'm honestly glad that I didn't use, like, my PTO to take today off like I had originally planned, because, um, I think that having to work today helped me stay, like, more focused on, because I had to focus somewhat on my job, so it helped me from, like, letting, letting my mind wander too much and becoming, like, really sad and crying and stuff like I did last year, and for the, that matter, the year before that, too. Um, yeah, he just always... Chester's story always really gets to me because it's just way too similar to my own and it's really hard for me to hear stories of people who had the same sort of childhood that I did with the same sort of abuse like the person who abused him was not his father but it was still like long-term sexual abuse that happened for years when he was young when he was growing up um and his family is very narcissistic, like my family is, and it's really hard for me to see so many similarities with somebody, and but see that they didn't get, they just didn't get, like, the support that they needed to get to where I got, um, and by that I mean, like, just from what he said in interviews and stuff, he didn't come, he never got to the point where he understood that he was not at fault for his trauma and his abuse, that the people who hurt him were, like, his family and whoever was the person who abused him when he was young. That's who was responsible. It's a really hard, like, thing to really understand. Like, I had to, like, I, I've said this a million times before, but... I had to go to my treatment program and do, like, the prolonged, like, the exposures that we did where I literally had to, like, close my eyes and tell the story two times a week and then listen to the recording of me doing that um, every single day that we didn't record. Um, so, like, five days a week I would listen to the recording and two days a week I would, like, redo it. It took me, like, a month and a half before I realized doing that every single day and listening to that every single day before I realized that what happened to me was not my fault. Like, that is a long time doing something that repetitive and that hard for something like that to click. Um, and that's really the only way for it to ever click when you're, when you've been abused when you're a child and, like, never got any of the help that you needed and you're trying to figure that out as an adult. Because, like, the mindset of you 
being like you being responsible for your own trauma and your reactions to it is just it's so ingrained in you that you're the one that's at fault so like when I see interviews from him in 2017 he did do a ton of work it's obvious from the things he said in interviews that he did but he also said that he still said that like he was his own worst enemy and things like that in interviews that showed that he didn't completely get out of that mindset and just from the other things he said I do think that if he would have gotten through today four years ago that he would have um that he would have gotten there but he just he wasn't quite there yet um yeah and I've just been thinking about like this like I said before like this time last year was uh was really hard like personally just for me like obviously 2020 was a mess <laughs> for everyone but last year at this time was when I was furloughed from my job like I said before and I was staying in a hotel because that was when my landlord refused to fix my toilet it was only like two or three days from now when I like finally contacted my sister and said like I need help but I had been there for like almost three weeks by that point Um, my car had just broken by this point last year um, and was gone for good um and oh and then like I had like the tumor in my back that was still bleeding and I had to like put off going to the doctor for that until like the middle of August and and then this day happened so I think that's part of why part of why I think I was so emotional last year and I haven't really been as much this year is because of that but also the other part that I'm reflecting on is that Like I said, like, 2020 was really hard for everyone, but the year, like, the couple months or so before this day, like, the anniversary, whatever you want to call it, of his death last year was really hard in, like, having to do with, like, him and the way that there were members of his family that were, like, full-on getting in arguments with each other online or like yelling at fans it was and so it was really sad like last year I remember that was the thing that made me the most sad was seeing was like experiencing a year of a lot of that happening and that there really wasn't anything that we could do necessarily as fans watching it to make it stop we just wanted it to stop but no one involved like cared enough honestly at that point anyway to stop I don't know what happened in the last like year but they have stopped since then but at that time it was really hard like uh, I don't expect people to know this stuff but like like last like September of 2019 was when um, person his wife at the time of his passing uh, announced that she was engaged and getting married Um, and fans had a hard time with that because it's just it was 
it was almost like borderline traumatic the way that it happened just because I know that might sound dramatic to people but um his death was obviously a big surprise and for a lot of his fans it was it's very emotional when you see somebody that struggles with the same things that you struggle with um die by suicide that's people's reactions and he was very like as honest and raw as as like you can be as somebody who was in like who is also a celebrity he was as honest as you can really get with fans and through what he wrote in his music so um but that's why people like fans like me still feel like this like uh personal attachment to him even though it's been four years since he was alive and but but like the his wife saying that she was going to marry somebody else was almost like traumatic for a lot of fans because since he died like her entire like public persona was about him like she started a non-profit in his name and um said that she wanted to she like started doing like being like a paid speaker at like events about like his life and about a lot of them ended up being about like being like a survivor of like suicide and things like that um like whenever she posts on social media it was usually about him and talking about him and saying and like things like that so and this is like a hard like line to walk for anybody but the fact that she was like posting a lot of like really posting a lot of things about him and their relationship um it made it really hard that she didn't say anything when they she started dating somebody new or anything it was like like I can very like clearly remember uh thinking that she was um I remember thinking like the literally like the day before she announced that she was engaged to someone else that that maybe she was going to be one of those people that like didn't get remarried for a long time because the reason why I was thinking that is because she's never she's never said anything about dating or trying to date again ever like in that like that year and a half or so um two years or so since at that point since he had died and then literally the next day she announced that she was engaged so it felt like a it felt almost like a slap in the face in a way of like because we didn't see like the progression it was just like it was just like boom all of a sudden she's not just like dating somebody or dating people she's engaged and getting married again it was really it was hard for a lot of fans to like try to grapple with that information since we didn't since her public it's a hard thing definitely but it was really hard because her public persona was so much about him that it felt it was just like whoa we did not see that coming like when you're sitting there posting about your about him all the time like you're kind of like making your relationship public in a way so it was 
it was hard for fans to see that. And then they got married in January. Um, they got married on January 4th of 2020. And that was also difficult because her and Chester's anniversary was on New Year's Eve. Um, or like, you know, December 31st. So it was like weird that she was getting married so close to their wedding date. Um, and that became much more like, like, um, I would say negative. Like she like post, she like ranted at this fan and like, she like screenshot the comments she said and like posted on her stories she ended up deleting that, like, like, the post that she put that on, and obviously the story went away after a day, but it still happened, and it was really, it was, it was hard to see all of that happening, to see, like, um, to see, like, her, like, yelling at, like, fans of his, it was just really difficult, like, the fans shouldn't be saying, like, some of the hurtful things they were saying to her, but at the same time, like, it's kind of one of those things, like, you know that this is an emotional thing for people, and, like, it's hard to see. It's the same sort of thing of what, like, his oldest kids were probably feeling during that time. Like, it's hard to see, like, proof of the fact that he's not here anymore to see people like moving on it's just that's a hard thing to reconcile uh, with a parasocial relationship and anyway it was really hard like it's really hard to describe without being like not experiencing any of that as part of like the community that was the online community but it was really it was tough like right after he died she would she just she posted a lot about like asking fans how they were and talking to them more like personally so um I think it was really difficult for fans to realize that after she did that that she kept so much of that a secret and when people were like shocked by it and didn't know how to react or like got angry for that being withheld it was just a mess and then besides that um his sister and her husband are just terrible and the two of them and an ex-wife of his his first his well actually his only ex-wife his ex-wife his sister and her husband and his mom um to this day they like to push like this conspiracy theory that he was killed for trying to expose a sex trafficking ring like it's literally just a QAnon conspiracy theory and from what they have said they're likely people who are conservative and believe in like the ridiculous QAnon conspiracy theories um so there was some instances of like his sister and her husband arguing with um, a friend of his wife's, like, very publicly on Twitter, it was extremely difficult, and really, 
really hard to watch that happening in public because like imagine you go like imagine going to like Thanksgiving dinner or something and see and like you know the kind of arguments that family gets in there where they bring up things that happened or just like the stupid family drama stuff that like extended families seem to go through like imagine people doing that but it involves a celebrity who has died on a public forum like twitter where everybody can read everything that's going on and like it was really hard like fans then were like trying to stop it and like whenever they would try to be like can you guys not do this here then they would start yelling at them and it was a huge mess like the friend of his wife's i even direct messaged her and was like you need to fucking stop like there is no way that this is ever going to make anything better like like chester was a very like he shared things about his life but he also was private when it came to this sort of thing about his family and all this kind of stuff there's no way he ever would have wanted his wife's like best friend and his like sister's husband sitting there screaming at each other for like days on end on twitter like talking all of their like personal family drama out on like the most like the most exposed possible way it was awful um and like i tried to get her to see like this is not going to help like the children like his youngest kids they shouldn't be cut off from their family because of all of this and this can't be helping them like this whole situation is so ridiculous it's so public like the children in this deserve better and I was just trying to get them to stop like this is only going to hurt them this like their family drama shouldn't be put out like this where everyone can read nobody wants to see this no one wants to know this um I tried it didn't really work (laughs) she still like continued but I at least tried to stop it but um yeah that was basically like the what was going on in like the six or seven months leading up to his like the anniversary of his death last year so like I remember feeling that on this day last year that it felt like really hopeless that like his family would be like screaming at each other in a really public way forever and fighting things out and uh, that we would never like and that as fans we would never get like a fucking break from it and it's just hard because it feels like it's like hurting his um his legacy in the last year they have stopped a lot of that like if that's still happening I honestly don't know about it which like good my mental health does not need that um but it had but it basically stopped at some point I honestly don't know what happened I truly hope that someone involved in that situation was able to get them to stop doing it online and that they made some sort of agreement to not do that anymore in a public forum because they haven't since then (sighs) thank goodness (laughs) um So I think that's part of what makes it easier this year is that there wasn't like all of this ridiculous just 
sad kind of drama happening with him in such a public way anymore. Um, and one thing that I am also glad about is, so, him and Mike Shinoda, who is the, like, rapper or the other singer in Linkin Park, they wrote, like, all the songs together and all that. They were extremely close, like, obscenely close friends. Like, people used to meet them and think that they were brothers because of how well they knew each other and how similar they were and all of that kind of stuff. Um, to say that losing him was hard on him is, like, putting it very lightly. He wrote an entire album about what it was like losing Chester, and it's honestly the best songs I've ever heard about grief and just, like, that feeling of, like, when you're, when you're spiraling and having a mental breakdown and there's nothing that you can do about it. Like, I listened to that CD a lot in 2019, um when I was feeling that way, even though I wasn't feeling that way because my best friend died by suicide, it was still a similar feeling of, like, knowing that you're just going down and that there's nothing that you can really do about it, and just kind of riding that out and trying to survive it. It's very, there's, like, there's some fans in, like, the Linkin Park fandom that can listen to that CD, like, for fun. (laughs) or listen, I can't barely listen to that CD, because the songs are so raw and emotional, I just, I can't, it's too, it's too much, um, it makes me cry even thinking about it right now, some of the songs, um, because he just, it just, when you listen to those, you can't, you can just hear how much he loves him, and and misses him, and, yeah, there's, like, there's, like, two songs from that CD I can listen to, and Watching As I Fall is, like, to me, that's the best Mike Shinoda song that's ever been written, ever. It's, like, I think it's the best and, like, his, like, perfect song to me because it, like, the lyrics and the music match up perfectly to describe what it's like when you're just having a mental breakdown and super suicidal and you see other people around you um, seeing that you're going through this and they don't know what to do to help you and you're almost like mad because you know that they're watching you do this and that there's nothing you can they can do to really help you and you're like pissed off about it and you're like fuck off leave me alone, stop talking to me, stop trying to make this better, and let me just spiral. Like, that song is him very, like, angry at, like, probably everyone else around him. (laughs) And there's another song that is called Make It Up As I Go, which is basically him being like, what the fuck am I doing? I need to figure this shit out. I need to figure my life out. Um, I listened to those two a lot in 2019, like, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, especially watching as I fall. Um, that was very relatable to me. And, uh, yeah. So those are the only two songs from that. That CD has, like, 16 songs. I can listen to those two, and that is absolute. That's it. Those are the only ones I can listen to. Every other song on that CD is too emotional. It's just too raw. 
Um, it's way too much for me. I can't do it. It just makes me really sad because the two of them were super close. And it makes me really, really sad um, when he was so raw about, like, everything that he was feeling. It's one of those things, like, you knew that's what he had to be feeling. Like, his best, like, the closest person to him just died by suicide. How can he not? Like, uh, like, one of the stories that I wish I didn't know just because since I've heard it, I can picture it, and it's just so upsetting, um, like, TMZ is, like, the devil for doing this, so, you know, TMZ is always the one that, like, is the first to say when somebody has died, they're the ones that's, that, that, like, posted about Chester dying in 2017, and they posted about it so early that, like, fans were already at his house when, Mike got there. Like, imagine finding, like, the day that he died, four years ago, like, it was supposed to be just, like, a normal day. Like, the band had, like, a photo shoot for some, like, magazine, you know, for some, like, interview they had for some publication. Like, that was, he was supposed to, like, the car, like, the Uber car that showed up at his house, which is when they figured out that he was dead, showed up to pick him up at, like, 9 a.m. that morning to bring him to that photo shoot. Like, imagine that you're, like, on your way to that photo shoot or, like, there, um, whatever, whatever Mike was doing, and then someone having to tell him that, like, the closest friend you've ever had just died by suicide. Like, obviously, you're in a lot of denial, and you just don't want to... Like, I feel like that's what everyone felt, like, that day four years ago when I saw the news, that was what I said, too. I was like, no. Like, I seriously yelled, like, no. Like, over and over again in the car with my friend uh, Liz at the time. And she was like, oh my god, what happened? Like, I just kept looking at my phone and reading the news and just saying no out loud because I just wanted it to not be true so badly. Um, but what I'm saying is that, like, TMZ reported about his death so early that fans were already at his house when Mike got there and was, I don't want to think about probably how fast he was driving to get to his house after hearing that news, because that probably was dangerous, and he got there and was, like, screaming at the police because he was just losing it. He was having a mental breakdown. He just found out that, like, the closest friend he's ever had is, died by suicide. Um, and but like fans should not have been there to see that like he should have been able to get to the house his best friend's house and scream at the police and have a mental breakdown and start crying and and all the and like demand that they let him inside so that he could see the body because he could not believe that he was dead and things like that like he should have been able to do all of that in private like without fans already at his house seeing that happen but TMZ, like, stole that from him, um, and it's just, like, when, when the news, when they, when TMZ announced the news, like, Mike had to do a tweet to say that it was true, like, he should have been able to just be grieving, and not have to deal with, like, telling the fans or the press or anything official, 
after losing somebody that important to him, but he had to because TMZ made him. Um, I'm talking about this because one thing that I think that has improved a lot in the last year that I'm really thankful for when it comes to Mike is that he's been able to keep his grief private again. Because, like, right after Chester died, like, it was... I can't even imagine being part of, like, the Lincoln Park, like, fandom after that. And it was, just from people I became friends with later, it was really bad. It was really hard. Like, people were obviously feeling really depressed and really, really sad and struggling with suicidal feelings. Like, the kind of feelings that I feel when I think about it. Like, this is somebody who went through everything I went through, who made, like, this beautiful art that, like, expressed how I felt that I was never able to put into words and now he's gone so it just makes you feel like if he couldn't do it how am I gonna do it and also just like the intense sadness that there once was somebody who was in that sort of spotlight that understood me and now they're not here anymore and there's just like this gaping hole where that person used to be um but because of like but I think that well, I don't think I know. Mike felt, like, a responsibility towards the fans to, like, make sure that they were okay. And, like, he put out his solo album called Post Traumatic that was about him dying, like, as fast as humanly possible. Like, Chester died today, like, July 20th in 2017, and Mike put his solo album out in, like, the beginning of June. He, like, posted the first few songs by, like, January, February time, like, he wanted to post his entire CD on, like, the, on, like, New Year's Day of 2018, but, like, his album convinced him to wait. He was just, he was just dying to, like, get back out there to, like, go on tour again, because his tour was basically, like, a a long, the longest eulogy of all time for Chester. Like, he was on tour for that CD for, like, a year and a half or, like, around that time, and every night during his tour he would go on stage and he would what everybody called like a Chester speech like he would play like in the end himself he would play a couple of like their songs that always made people really really emotional um and he would do a speech before he did in the end like their biggest song and he would talk about something to do with Chester and it was just like little stories about who he was and the kind of person that he was um that he would share with, like, the fans, and, like, those things are still out there on the internet to find, they're amazing, honestly, each one of those things was a gift, like, imagine hearing from, like, someone's best friend of, like, 20 years what they were really like after they're gone, that's basically what they're like, and, yeah, but what I'm trying to say is that his whole grief process was very, like, public, like, he because of how he died, because it was such a huge shock, and because he knew that there were fans that went through the same things that Chester did, and he didn't want those people to, like, hurt themselves or just go through this horrible pain, he tried to be there for fans in a way that, like, when I look back at that, like, I wasn't around during that time, like, I didn't start getting involved in, like, the fandom stuff in Lincoln Park until, like, 2019, and he wasn't doing that anymore, but when I look back at it now, like, 
it was an amazing thing for him to do that for the fans, but it also probably wasn't healthy for him to, like, be... But I understand why he was doing it. Like, it's much easier to kind of put your grief aside and be there for other people and try to help other people go through something hard than it is to concentrate on what you're feeling. <laughs> that's It's so much easier to help other people with something that's very difficult instead of dealing with your own emotions about it. Um, and so yeah, his grief was really public for a while, like between his CD and his tour and um, everything else. And also at the same time, like Chester's like sister and husband who like believe in the ridiculous conspiracy theory started saying really negative things about Mike, like they, his family that have done that, have, who believe in that conspiracy theory, have all tried to say that, you know, do the things that narcissistic people do, like try to change who Chester was after he was gone, like try to say that him and Mike were never really friends, and they weren't that close, and he was thinking about leaving Lincoln Park, and just nothing that it actually has any basis in reality, <laughs> to put it lightly, um, and it, that was kind of, like, the whole start of that. But, like, the last... But, like, last year, you know, with COVID and everything, Mike was doing these, like... Um, he started doing, like, these daily streams on Twitch where he would go on Twitch and he would, like, like make... Write, like, the music for a song, like, live. Or he would... Um, or he would like go and procreate and do like some art or play like video games or something like that like um and he would do it like almost basically every day and I know that people had a lot like fans had a lot of anxiety about whether he was going to do it on you know today last year and um I didn't think that he would and he didn't like this time last year though he said that there was this whole th actually honestly there's a thing with Donald Trump Donald Trump posted a an ad for himself where they used a cover of in the end he posted it like two days ago like on July 18th last year like right before the anniversary of his death like he's part of QAnon and one of their conspiracy theories is that he you know about the matter of his death that he was actually murdered for trying to cover up like or not wanting to expose the sex trafficking ring and that ridiculousness um so that seemed very like like a choice he was making on purpose to put it put that ad out now right before the anniversary of his death again and um and like the official Lincoln Park account got like the ad taken down because he clearly didn't ask them for copyright before putting that in their ad like there's no way they would let him do that um, so that, like, whole thing had just happened, and, which is, which would be difficult to watch, like, um, Chester's tweets, Chester did tweets about Trump in, like, from, like, 2015 until he died, basically, um, where he, he just said over and over that, like, Donald Trump was more dangerous for the United States than, than terrorists were, which is absolutely true, like, we all saw that happen. But, um, the tweets that he made in, like, 2015 and 2016 that said that leading up to the election started going around again, it was just really hard to watch somebody who, 
like Trump, who is so evil and awful, trying to use like his voice in an ad for something that he would never, ever, ever be okay with. Never. Um, so I was glad last year when Mike didn't do like a stream on that day, even though he was doing ones daily then. He said last year that it was because he was having, they're having like internet problems at his house. Like he was trying to make his connection stronger so that he could keep doing his like Twitch streams and they wouldn't like cut out like they would sometimes. But I don't really believe that just because like, why would you want to do a stream on a day like today when you're like traumatized and triggered remembering what it was like to lose your best friend? Um, so I'm really glad that today, like that now it's different because now a year later he's not doing those streams daily anymore. Now he's doing it more like two to three times a week like basically whenever he feels like it he does it which is good a lot like healthier I think just from my own person point of view I think that's much healthier for him to not be doing them daily like last year it was COVID we were all stuck inside and needed to do something so it made sense but now that enough time has gone by I'm glad that he's like putting up boundaries more boundaries with fans again um because what I've been trying to say with this, like, ramble is that, like, his grief had to be public for a while because of the circumstances of his death. But, like, that grief is going to be going for him until he dies, too. And he needs to be able to feel whatever he's feeling privately. Like, some people are like, oh, he doesn't post stuff about his death on Instagram anymore or about his birthday. And it's just like... It's e- the people who say that are the people who agree with like Chester's narcissistic family but it's just they have he has to like make that private again like you can't publicly keep like it, you can keep publicly grieving like your best friend but it's not exactly the, the healthiest thing for the mental health to like be sharing that with the world all the time like the way that he feels about Chester and his death is very personal to him like especially because like as close as I feel with him like and how similar our life experiences were I didn't actually know him like Mike was severely extremely close to him for 18 years like they built like Lincoln Park was Lincoln Park because of the two of them like they wrote every single song, they sang, like, leads on every single track, they were the ones that, like, inspired everything, like, they were the ones that, like, drove the band to put out all of the music that they did, which is how they got, like, the life that they had for all that time was because of the two of them, and on top of the the personal relationships that they had with each other, and like, they were really close, like, their, their wives are really close friends still, their kids knew each other, um, along with the rest of the other band members, but the two of them specifically were extremely close, like, they, like, usually when bands and stuff are on tour, and then they go back home for a couple months, they'll, like, or however long they're home, they'll, like, not see each other when they're back home, because they're seeing, like, their kids or their family or whoever, since they're, 
they're gonna go back out on the road and be around each other all the time but like every time they would be back they would be back home they would still like mike and chester would still see each other like they did not live close to each other they lived like two hours away from each other but like even even in like 2017 their last show was on july 6th of 2017 chester died on the 20th that's like two weeks like two and a half weeks and they saw each other like four times <laughs> we, like the reason why we know that is because a couple of them were like things that people posted on instagram and a couple of them were like interviews that they did um that were like taped then that came out later but like they saw each other at least twice of them just like seeing each other to hang out that like other people that they saw at the, at the same time posted like pictures of them all together on social media and like they're only home for like two and a half weeks and they saw each other all that time like it just shows that they had like a they made it a priority to see each other and they liked like sharing their lives and you can't really grieve losing that in the way that he did in the public eye for a long time. Like, he, he has to make it, because that's a very, very private, like, painful experience that nobody else can really understand, even the other members of the band outside of him. He needs to do that on his own, separate from what he shares with the fans. Like, he just has to. Um, so I am really glad to see that, like, it's become much easier for him to do that in the last year, which is really good, because uh, that is, that's really hard, like, it's a weird thing being, like, like, I'm not part of, like, really the Lincoln Park, like, fandom anymore, like, I follow a couple accounts just to see if there's ever any news about anything coming out or whatever, um, but uh, other than that, I don't follow it at all, but it's just, um, it's hard, and it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's just difficult, and I'm glad to see that he's, like, being able to figure out how he feels outside of the rest of us now like that has to take priority like he has to figure out all of that so that he can oh I know what I was trying to say it's just some people in the Lincoln Park fandom will post pictures of him from the like year to like from 2018 especially when he like put his album out and went back on tour um, Mike, I mean, like, Chester's best friend, and, um, and they'll post saying, like, that he looks really nice in pictures and stuff, but, like, he was so skinny then, like, so skinny, and he just doesn't look, like, when I look at him, I see somebody who's, like, still struggling, and it makes, like, obviously, like, it had only been a year since Chester died, there's no way, if there's no way somebody's going to be okay after only that small amount of time has gone by. Um, but, like, fans, like, I don't know why some fans don't see it, 
it's just obvious that he like lost a bunch of weight and it took he still has lost some of that weight now but he has gained a little a bit of it back so it's not as like stark as how skinny he was like how small he was in 2018 um as he is now but it's just the i can't watch any vid like interviews with him that are solo because it's just too painful especially because they always ask about chester and it's just too it's too hard and it's a weird thing to that's what was always hard for me as part of the fandom was i don't like watching somebody who's obviously going through a super hard time and struggling and like fans just not like just being in denial about it and not wanting to see it because it's hard seeing somebody that you love struggle that way and obviously after chester died a lot of people were worried about if mike was going to be okay um and so nobody wants to like see signs that he could be struggling and but it's like but they're there you have to see them whether you want to or not and like react how you're going to to him accordingly like and what i mean by that is like let him you know not do live streams on twitch anymore and things like that or uh let him kind of do whatever he wants to do like one of the things that i feel like has happened in the last year when it comes to chester is like people have been asking mike a lot if he's going to come out with a new cd and he just keeps saying no um like he put out his other cd so fast because it was about chester dying but i feel like right now he's like actually having to try to figure out what he wants to do music wise without him and you can't just replace somebody like that especially like i get why lincoln park fans don't want don't like to think that like it's just done since chester's gone but like i honestly can't see them ever doing anything again because like chester was the thing like him and mike were like the ones that wrote all of their music together like the two of them together was like where you found like that spark that like amazing thing like they like fed off of each other so well and it's just not the same trying to do that alone like if they did the band again now like mike would have to write all of their music and they don't have and they're not going to replace chester in the band with another singer so a ton of the songs they wouldn't even be able to sing live because nobody else could sing like that and like mike could sing the songs that he can do but it's that's not all of their songs plus there's also the question of like can they even handle doing that <laughs> like mike did a bunch of their some of their songs like when he was on his own solo tour but there were certain songs that he didn't that he couldn't do but like that's like it's different him being like a solo artist doing it on his own show versus him on stage doing another tour as the band Linkin Park with all of the other members of the band on stage with him and Chester not being there like that's a whole nother level of grief that none of them have had to deal with and I honestly don't want them to like this is where I'm like different than most people in the Linkin Park fandom like when Chester died it was just part of the complete devastation was like Linkin Park is like they're done now like as amazing as i they are and how much i loved them and love like love that band and always will it's just it's just not the same now that he's not here and the whole thing they always said was that the band worked because it was all of them together and i don't want to see them try to figure out how to 
do that without him. It feels like it would be way too much pain when they don't need that. And so in the last year, Mike has done, like, he started, like, producing a lot of other bands' songs, like, helping them polish them or co-writing on songs and things like that. I feel like that's the natural, like, progression of where his career is going. Um, like, because I feel like it, it makes sense in my mind that it would take a, a while now for him to figure out what kind of music he even wants to make on his own, or when he would even want to, like, try to put out another CD. Um, and the rest of the guys, too, like, they're all kind of doing their own thing, but I feel like it'd be almost safer for them to figure out everything on their own without trying to force, trying to, like, bring up all those emotions all over again and make it much more painful than it needs to be. Um, it's just, I mean, that's, like, the grief of it, right? Like, Chester was special, like, there's no, they can't, like, play those songs the same way ever again, and nobody wants to see them try to do them, but, like, not live up to the expectation of what they had before, including them, like, they would not be able to handle that, um, yeah, it's just, I feel like we've seen them, like, kind of move forward in their lives, and start to get involved in music again because most of the members of Lincoln Park didn't weren't really doing anything creatively for a while um and I'm sure they struggle with whether they want to do something together or not because they all love each other still um but I'm glad that it seems like they're finding ways to see each other still be part of each other's lives but um without trying to force them to do something together musically when it would just cause a lot of pain. Um, and the other thing with Chester that I wanted to talk about that I think is important to remember is the things going on with his family is really painful and really triggering to me because his family is, they're trying to change who he was after he died. Like his mom and his sister her husband and his ex-wife they say things about him that cannot be true that it's literally the opposite of what he said in all of the interviews he talked about like they say things like oh our family was a nice family what are you talking about and in all these interviews for years and years on end he would talk about how horrible his childhood was and how he would never want anyone to go through anything that he did and things like that um it's really painful to watch them try to change who he was as a person for their own advantage. Um, it's hard for me to see this because, I'll be honest, um, watching them do that in 2019, I think, helped me not try to attempt on myself. Because I just thought, like, I don't want to see... Like, because I remember like, this time-ish in 2019, um, thinking, like, if I did that, like, if I died, um, would my, my mom would do the same thing about me. Like, she would make up some, like, bullshit story about me to make, 
to make our relationship sound better than it was because she literally did that at my dad's funeral like at my dad's funeral she did like this she talked for like 10 minutes making their relationship sound so like nice and wonderful when that was not the truth of the situation in any way um and I hated the idea that after I was dead that she would like change who I was like change who like how people remembered me change like my entire personality and identity when I was when I would no longer be there to tell people that that wasn't right um and that was like part watching Chester's family try to do that with him it's really hard to first off to see that it's somewhat succeeded like I I've seen a couple times on TikTok people make like viral videos talking about like a conspiracy about his death like people don't realize that it's a QAnon conspiracy theory which is a problem in and of itself but some people believe it because when you see like his mom and his sister and his ex-wife like people who knew him being the ones championing it if you I guess don't really think about any of the music he made and think that he could have had a good relationship with those people it's it's easier to like legitimize it when his family is the one saying it and it's really hard to see that like they are at least somewhat successful because that conspiracy keeps popping up by people who aren't involved in like the QAnon world or anything like that um and don't realize that's what it is and um it's just yeah i i kept thinking that in 2019 it was the reason why i never tried because it's really really hard to see them doing that to him because like his death is no longer about him and like if anything should be about him it's sh- his death should be about him and by that i mean like his life like why did he die He died because he was a child sex abuse victim who was raped by somebody for seven years and his family never did anything about it. There is no way that his parents didn't know. I lived that. Even when one of your parents isn't the one doing it, there is no conceivable way that your, that your parents didn't see like, like how much his personality would have been changing during that time and what he was likely going through and like the like even just like the wounds and things like that that would show up on your body there's just no way that they didn't especially because his dad worked as a child sex crimes police officer it was literally his job to investigate that he would have seen all the signs he would have seen all of them and he just didn't do anything about it because it was probably easier to not think about it like what my mom did but it's, it's, that's why he died. Because, and his parents just were not there. They're very neglectful. Like, he was 12 years old and going out to bars to play in his first band. When he was 12, he was playing in bars in a cover band. He was, like, going out and drinking and doing drugs and going to, like, punk shows. When he was 11 and 12 years old like they obviously did not care what he was doing like they just left him all by himself they never got they never tried to help him they got angry at him because he got addicted to drugs 
but other than that, like, they didn't actually care about him. Like, he dropped out of high school before he could graduate, and because he just needed to get a job and be an adult. Because his mom kicked him out of his house because he was addicted to drugs because he went through trauma that she acted like never happened. Um, and would not help him, like, get back on his feet. He had to, like, move in with friends and just kind of crowd like couch surf until he could find until he could get a job and get a place on his own and he ended up getting like married to his first wife who is very who is a seems like a narcissist and is very in the least extremely controlling because he was used to that behavior after being with his like growing up in his family with his parents he didn't realize how abusive she was she cut him off she like isolated him from all of his friends um, like, I don't think it's a surprise that, like, when Lincoln Park showed up, he was literally like, okay, I can be in LA tomorrow, and he literally, like, got there the next day and just never really left, because that was, like, almost like his instincts kicking in of wanting to get away, um, but, like, that's why he died, because he went through all of that abuse, and until, like, him and his wife got divorced in 2005, he just, he never, he didn't, like, every, every person going through that abuse has a moment where they, like, they can't ignore, they can't repress it anymore, they can't avoid it anymore, and you have to deal with it, like, that moment for me was in 2018, his was in 2006, (laughs) after having a lot of stuff happening with, like, um, with alcohol, alcoholism, and his, first wife and him getting divorced and all of that just brought all of that to a head where he finally had to deal with it but like he never he never got the help that he really needed like when I see people talk about him still like in his family they talk about depression like he had complex PTSD like he absolutely had it like I see like so much of what I did in him and vice versa like he absolutely did and it's ridiculous that any of those people think that he wouldn't have that after being abused like he was consistently for as long as he was um and like that's why he died because he never got any support he never got any help and even like later on in life when he was getting help like he did get a lot of help before he died um it was still like years and years and years later and by then, like, he had, he had a wife, he had kids, he has, he has six kids, he had three kids that were, that are younger, that he was trying to be a dad of, he didn't have time to just, like, go away to a treatment program and disappear for three months, like I did, and, like, really go hard into, like, the PTSD trauma program, especially because since he died, a lot of stuff about trauma has become more, like, in the mainstream, that's actually one of the things I think his death helped was people really talk about this stuff but like that's why he died but his family won't talk about that they like are turning his death into oh it's a conspiracy somebody murdered him because they don't like thinking about the responsibility that they have in what happened to him they want it to be a shadowy organization so that nobody looks at them and then they never have to deal with their own responsibility for the fact that he died and it is a lot of it is their responsibility 
Like, it just is. If I would have died in 2019, it very much would have been my mom's responsibility. And it... Yeah. It's easier to handle now than it ever has been before for me, but it's still really hard to see this all happening and not being able to do anything to stop it. <sighs>